Hello and welcome to the Singles Club, a podcast for lonely songs discussed by lonely people. My name is Lilith and my pronouns are she, her. My name is Jay, my pronouns are they, them. My name's Tyler, my pronouns are he, him. As always, make sure to check out the playlist for the songs that we discuss on this episode of the show and every other episode of the show. It'll be in the description on YouTube and anywhere else uh, where you would listen to it. Uh, and with that... Uh, we're going to go ahead and start off with our songs today. We chose some really fucking weird ones, huh? I think they were all weird, but they were all really good, I think. Hell yeah. Yeah. They were different weird, but they're like not the same brand of weird. Mm. But I, we're starting with, what, Tyler's song today? Yeah. My song uh, is by an artist that is kind of Frank Ocean-esque. Not in the way of, like, musically, but, like, artistically. He just comes in and out of the spotlight sometimes. And I've been thinking about his whole debut album process, and and especially this song about sleep paralysis, (laughs) Blood on Me. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very strange one, this one. Because from the get-go, it gives you that, like, dreamlike vibe. Pretty much everything about how, like, the song opens with this very out of place manufactured kind of drum cowbell beat and yeah. then the lyrics have this echoey like in one ear out the other just kind of surrounding you like almost in itself creates a distinct separation between the very sharp in your ears beat and then like in your other uh periphery is like this almost like this fog residing over it with the vocals yeah i do really like the contrast between the beat and the vocals and the instrumental of that, a very dreamlike, very kind of, uh, I don't want to say droning, mm. but it's a lot more relaxed in everything other than the beat. Yeah, it's very interesting considering like the, the song itself having this overall like theme of being chased is having this like very calm, relaxed main line of vocal. But then the lyrics are like, are literally, I hear them coming for me. You know, they're going to get me, that kind of thing. And it's, like, very interesting. But, I mean, like, the the lyrics themselves, it, despite the fact that it never explicitly says that this is a dream, because the show, the whole, like, show don't tell, even mm-hmm. though this is music, don't get on to me about that. The whole, like, show don't tell aspect of it is done really well, because you can still get that vibe in the fact that the visuals, the lyrics present are so nonsensical and like how they flow into each other there's a lot of instances where one scene just kind of morphs into another without any interconnection between the two and it just kind of morphs i honestly didn't get too much of i guess a dream vibe from the lyrics just from listening to it and i honestly didn't like look too much over the lyrics beforehand just because i just got really into the song itself uh-oh jay didn't do their homework properly I... <laughs> don't make fun of me um i think it definitely paints this like you said it was about sleep paralysis and it definitely does have that vibe at least from the get-go it has an incredibly ominous feeling to it from the uh, backing vocals. And then with the instrumental, the first thing you you hear as soon as it gets past the opening fast beat, there is a minor chord piano that is unsettling when you when you're because because you know minor chord is naturally an unsettling kind of thing like you're like ooh this is scary this is evil it's the spicy chord yeah 
<laughs> white person. You think it's just kind of a regular rapish song, and then you're like, ooh, there's minor chord in here. There's something wrong here. Every time that hap- that happened, as I would listen to it, I'd be like, oh my god, that minor chord. Just because it really elicits this kind of fear response and like feeling of like something isn't right here. I was actually going to bring up something similar regarding the piano. The instrumental for this is like really low key, but it okay. carries a lot of the thematic power of like the different segments of the song. You can easily separate it into like being chased, not being chased segments essentially. And the piano in the chorus has the exact same notes that he does in the backing vocals of the A O I Am. It's the exact same notes in that order, but like it's done in a slower way. It's not as staccato, so it's hard to notice. I don't think I noticed that. It's it's interesting that like Throughout the entire piece, in the non-chase segments, you have the vocals performing this motif. And then once, like, it expands into this threshold and it goes over and becomes, like, this chase chorus, like, the piano takes over and, like, it brings it to the forefront. But, like, it's still always there, which is interesting. Almost having, like, that paranoia over the entirety of the music. This song definitely has been stuck in my head for the past week. I think the thing that sold it to me specifically is the flow in the lines where he goes, uh, they said there's something bleeding in me, something screaming in me, something buried deep with beneath. The way that he turns the something screaming in me, the way he flows that with a swing rhythm throws yeah. you off your balance so hard. It, it changes the entirety of the flow of the lyrics and it's just like, oh God, it jolts you. But, like, in a way that is meant to. Another thing I really like is it opens up and he's got a very toned down voice. He's definitely just kind of... A dude. Yeah, and then you get to halfway through the first verse and it is just beautiful the first time you hear it. When you're like, you're getting into Mm. it, you're hearing it, you're like, okay, there's a little bit of something here, but not a lot of energy. And then he starts really singing and you're like, this dude's got a voice! The part of the first verse you're thinking of is the, um, the no need, no need to take from me segment. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's almost defiant. He's like, yeah. Here I am. This is what's going on. And that's the best way, I think, to get someone into a song. You introduce that beat. You got the, yeah. the A-O-I-M. And you're like, okay. And then he starts going. You're like, all right, I feel this. And then he starts really singing. And you're like, okay, I'm into this song for until the end. It's the kind of style like, really sells you on an artist. Oh, absolutely. Like, I am definitely want to check out more of this dude's stuff. Absolutely. Debut album's great. But I'm also kind of surprised you guys didn't you guys didn't um catch on to the fact that he's out of breath at the, at the first verse i only noticed that uh when i watched the music video but yeah i have no qualms about this song i think it's great from first second to last second i can only say that like i have a hard time liking music like this ultimately just because it's not my particular taste mm-hmm. but this is one of those exceptions it's like i'll probably check out more songs by this guy maybe put him in a playlist or two because it's good but um yeah no just listen to it if you're interested in like r&b and this just style of music oh my god that's all i have to say about it honestly nothing but praise for this go listen yeah. to this fucking song now please all right, and now it's time to descend a layer further into the nonsense of these <laughs> songs. Is my song next? Mm-hmm. And um, 
this band uh, that I'm that I chose the song from is very odd. The lead singer she started out in 2015 as a subway busker in New York City. She moved from where she originally lived in Puerto Rico. The literal description of the band involves like this pseudo uh, biography in which she makes friends with those creatures in the subway. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they start up a band together kind of vibe is like their whole meth- the whole like build up to their being a band. That's very fun. So the band and song I picked today is I chose Soul in My Body by Pink Louds. Is the first song I heard from this band. It's another one of those. I found this song when I was in high school and felt weird. And then it's just like, it's just been in my mind forever <laughs> since then. It's not like the usual music they make. They're actually more into the punker side of things. But I think this is probably one of the most prominent songs they've done. Because it shows off the main vocalist's style probably the best. Yeah. I will go ahead and step away and let you guys talk about it. This song is one that I didn't think that I was going to like at first. It went from me saying, oh, interesting, in like the kind of way where you don't want to be mean. Uh, like, oh, yeah, it's interesting music. Thank you, Lily. <laughs> like you um, got the macaroni to, I knew that's what you were I knew that's what you would feel, too. To, I knew going To in. me going now where I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually interesting, but like in... A not mean way. The fridge. <laughs> I open it up. I'm like, okay, it's it. The voice is interesting. It's kind of weird. Might take a second to get used to. I like the kalimba, and I was like, oh, oh shit, this mm-hmm. song's good. It has a long intro, to be fair. Yeah, it does, and you're kind of like peeking in the door, and you're like, do is this is this song good? I I can't tell yet. And then it fucking punches you in the face. Very good bedroom pop. These guys remind me of Wesley Willis. I have no idea who that is. It's the rock and roll McDonald's guy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where, it does. Yeah, it kind of feels like they're just like having fun with whatever comes up. Oh, yeah, Go absolutely. Go figure, Wesley Willis was also invested yeah. in the punk scene. <laughs> absolutely. You can definitely tell with the way that she sings that she's really just having fun and going with it. Though... That is my one detraction from this song other than the intro is I don't know. Like, I like when people mess around with, like, funny accents and funny ways to sing. But the one thing I can't stand is indie pop voice accent, which is I best explain in that one vibe where the dude's like, it's like, welcome to my kitchen. <laughs> we have bananas and avocados. And, like, that's exactly the... <laughs> fucking accent i hate and she does that a lot in this song and i'm like if it means anything she's not a native english speaker well i I know i know i I know she she's she also probably she does have a different accent than american but it's like that's the one thing that like grates on me on repeat listens where i'm just like oh i don't like the way that that's pronounced and like overly pronounced odd i think this is i think it might be emphasized more in this song yeah i remember right it it definitely feels like an over emphasis on it and i and i can understand that but it's like that's the one thing that makes me go like i i do like the theme the meaning of this song you are not in your body your your entire 
being an essence and everything is in your brain. As a person, you know, who's not spiritual nor religious, it that kind of resonated with me where I'm like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> it's a really good song once you get into it. Usually songs sh that are hard to get into after for like a, a second, some people would say is a bad song, but I do not think so. Name any orchestral suite that starts out strong. You gotta you gotta have something that's that starts out slow and then just socks you. Well, to my knowledge regarding this band is that they are a lot more focused on live shows anyway. So the music they make works a lot more to how they perform live anyway. That makes sense. It's, it's, you should read on the descriptions on how these guys, like, do live shows. It's fucking wild. Yeah, I, d I did a little bit of research on them uh, in preparation, but really scant. It's hard to do research on them anyway. I mean, I, I really just read their website, and that's, that's the, that's how I do research, baby, is you, one Google search. One Wikipedia scam. Uh, now I know everything. There isn't even a Wikipedia page for this band. There should be. They're like that obscure, which is why I'm surprised I found them. One last note before we move on. The music video is a trip. It's 60 FPS. I don't know why. I think it's very fun. I kind of wish I had watched both of them at the same time. I'll be honest. I don't it's, like the music video. It's Yeah, it's it ain't great, but I think it's it definitely is an experience in whole. It's... It's similar to their live shows in presentation. <laughs> yeah, I don't that have anything left to say other than it's pretty good. I'd give give it a chance. Why should someone listen to it? It's weird and it's pretty catchy. And also, no one plays the kalimba anymore. Last time I saw a kalimba in a big production was Avatar: The Last Airbender. True. I mean, they're they're kind of coming back in like in like indie scenes where like every like white girl wants a kalimba. But, like, people don't really use them in songs a lot. I want a kalimba. Case in point. I'll be honest, kalimbas are trendy just like ukuleles. Oh, oh, yeah. But they're good. Because they're, they're easy to play and they sound nice. With that being said, probably move on mm -hmm. unless Tyler has anything else to say. No, we can, we can move on to the last one. So the last song is mine, and it is Leopard by Jack Stauber. Going in immediately. I was not expecting this to be the Jack Stauber song we put on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I recently have been on a huge Jack Stauber uh, fixation. Actually, earlier in the year, I, I had a fixation on him, and then now I'm fixated on him again just because he has a fairly large discography and just general backlog of art with his YouTube channel. That, along with, you know, the rest of the stuff on his YouTube channel, I re-fell in love with his most recent full-length album, Hilo and Leopard is definitely my favorite song off of this just because mm. of how tonally interesting it is and how often it gets stuck in my head. So Leopard, mm. funky, shifty, funky and shifty are the two words for this song for sure. Um, I am going to say I like weird artsy music. I think Leopard might be a little too artsy for me. Really? Oh, lame. Yeah, I'm, I, lame. Like, I won't listen to it like I don't like it. It's just that, like, it's so artsy that, like, I don't think I would see myself, like, putting this in a playlist to listen to often. Weak, hmm. I would. Yeah, I've, I've listened to this song, like, 
like a maybe it's just I just like Jack's month. other music more because for me this song is great like it's a good song it works the concept is very interesting because of the way that its entire genre shifts as the song's main uh, repeated line goes through. Um, every time we change X, hap- like is, it's an interesting way of almost creating like a preparation for this like wild shift in the music. Because like, what is it? It starts with like a very lo-fi, funky, like basically eighties uh vibe yeah and then like it goes into like rock and electronic music and got that swing it's like it's got a circus waltz at some point yeah (laughs) that's my favorite part i like the swing section a lot i think maybe it's just it doesn't catch my attention like his other music hmm it's like it's a slow growth, this song. And I'm sure I'll like it more as it gets as like I listen to it more. It is intelligent. It is a thinking person song in terms of like its music. So you're admitting that me and Tyler are smarter than you for liking this song, huh? <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> Dummy. I'm Point dumb. And laugh. I know I'm dumb. Don't skip. <laughs> like sit in the corner. Okay, <laughs> we're done. We're you done. got any more in you? <laughs> no. This song does capture things that Jack is really strong at, which is this, it, it creating like a mini like story and opera through just music and like, not even like even just lyrics, but like, I think even without music and just like the main. I mean, not, not without music, without <laughs> lyrics, but keeping like without the main... he, he can make he can do stuff without music in a song. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Without the without like most of the lyrics, like I feel like keeping like the main motif of the every time we change X, like this say the song would essentially be the same, like in terms of what it gets across. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's good at what it does. I'm having a hard time talking about this song. <laughs> Tyler, I, please I, save. I me. love that it changes genres, but also when it does change genres, it kind of changes the mood on um, the story that it's. That it's talking about, like the the relationship mm-hmm. between uh, Jack and whoever he's talking about. I feel actually that it's not just like Jack or one singer the whole time. I feel like it switches viewpoints every time. It feels like every different iteration is going through a different. Now, I I want to say stage of grief, but that's like a little too ex- like specific. That's a different Jack Stauber song. Shut yeah, that's up. um, that's the entirety of the f- of the shopping opera. No, it's only cheese. Oh, it's only the song. It, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Um, <sighs> like the the they feel like it feels like every different perspective is going through like a different. They are what's the word when you um don't want to accept something? Uh, oh, they're denying. Wow an aspect of what it really means to change hmm. and like have like really strong hangups about that. There's lines like um, every time it rain, uh, ch- every time we change it rains, uh, every time we change it's strange. Like every different one has a different like follow-up line, but it, that like gives the attitude of the character for l- lack of a better word here, that like expresses their attitude towards what they they believe the concept of changing even means, and 
it's almost always an, in a negative or like blase light. Yeah, every time we change is cool. Every time we change, there's panic. And it almost it always goes with the genre. He's working into it too. I think it's interesting that the final main genre is the circus waltz. Yeah, like the whole circus part is really just instrumental. After every time we change, there's panic, and then it goes into that circus waltz, and then it gets a lot calmer in the last verse. Yeah, because the last verse is more or less the the final acceptance of change. Mm-hmm. Is every time we change, be glad. And it's interesting that it goes back to its initial genre in that sense. It's that much calmer, kind of laid back, a lot less instrument dense. It's pretty bluesy, this specific one. I think it's interesting that, like, it does a full cycle in Moon, too, because the first one doesn't, like, grow or change much. It just establishes a different feeling from change, but a similar one. Yeah. Because the first verse ends with, every time we change, it's great. It almost feels sarcastic at first, at least from what I gleaned. And then ending with the every time we change, be glad is like, that's genuine, which is interesting. I listen to the songs that we talk about on the show as we're recording the show because I like to keep them in my head. I'm already growing on Leopard more. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> See, this is exactly what I meant. I'm like, it's avant-garde, but it'll, like it's, it's too avant-garde. And then like two minutes later, I'm like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, Jack's a funny, weird guy, and I'm absolutely in love with his music and everything that he does. This song is hard to recommend to someone, I'd say. I'd say just listen to it first without like really diving into the lyrics because Jack has an odd vocal style where you can't really decipher him on a first listen. God forbid you try. And I think this song definitely displays his range of vocals cuz like sometimes you think that like he might not have a very good voice and he masks it by like you know being weird and like kind of He has the Neil Cesariga problem. Yeah, or like mm-hmm. in like mumbling through his words, but like you can he displays in this song that he has a voice and he has a competent voice. Oh, I know why I was having a hard time liking this song. It felt like a proof of concept for like a bunch of different ranges. It felt like a more of a like a, a test than anything else. <laughs> this is his resume. <laughs> Yeah, like, we're like, I can prove it to you that I can do this. It does kind of feel like a musical resume. That's what I can say, is that if you want a taste of everything that Jack can do, I think you should listen to this song. If you want a taste of what this maniac can produce musically in any genre and style, listen to Leopard, and then listen to, like, Micropop. Micropop's one of my favorite albums. Oh, gosh. Micropop is fantastic. I've got it on vinyl. All right, so now that we've talked about all three songs, we've said our piece. I say our piece. We're probably going to yammer on about Jack further <laughs> or later after this. I guess with that, uh, we want to hear what you guys think. You know, were we wrong? Are we stupid? And we actually got the entirety of Blood on Me wrong. Yes. And Blood on Me is actually it. about going into hell or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, do you just not like Jack Stauber? Whatever. <laughs> Tweet us. Fuck you. You can, you can comment on it. You can you can comment on our YouTube uh, video, the one you're watching now. Or if you're not watching YouTube video, what are you tweet doing? Us. Yeah, tweet us at the Fable Few on why Twitter. Are you listening to this. You know, tell us what you thought. Why are you listening to this? <laughs> tell us what you thought of the songs, guys. Please, 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 please listen to also, artists. Also, like bookmark our playlist. Like, check it out. Every time we record a new episode, there's more music on there. 
by the time you listen to this, we're probably 20 episodes in. So, you know, wow. A lot of songs. That's crazy. Um, what are you doing with your life? If you like it, if Loser. you like it, support us on Patreon. You know, give us, give us, give us your dollars. But more importantly, give your favorite artists your dollars. Listen to music on platforms where they can get supported. And if you can, go to their band caps or anywhere else you can directly support them. Give them money. Absolutely. They make this music for pennies on the dollar. They're only getting yeah. 600 from the government. Show them you love <laughs> them by buying $80. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Yeah, spend your spend your stimulus check that we may never actually get on a, buy an $80 vinyl of someone you like. I don't know. Support them on Bandcamp. Bandcamp's a wonderful platform for music for small artists and gives them upwards of 80% of what you actually spent. Especially on Bandcamp Fridays. Especially on Especially Bandcamp on Fridays Bandcamp where they Fridays. waive all of their fees and 100% goes to the artist. Bandcamp's a wonderful platform and I will never shut up about it. And uh I think we've we've said it all. Mhm. Mhm. I think we said it all. We've said it we've all. Said everything. everything. End of podcast. And end of show. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. Special thanks to Tyler Rodriguez for supporting us on Patreon at the $20 level. If you wish to join him, you can do so at p- patreon.com slash thefablefew and support us at $20 or above to have your name read out here.